Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Jake Brennan, and I want to tell you about Disgraceland, the award-winning music and true crime podcast that I host. Disgraceland tells the stories of musicians getting away with murder and behaving very badly. Fleetwood Mac, Nipsey Hussle, Cardi B, Ozzy Osbourne, Taylor Swift, Tupac, The Beatles, Amy Winehouse, Jay-Z, The Grateful Dead, and so many more. This is not the music history you've heard before. This is an uncensored, immersive look at the lives of musical icons as seen through the crimes they've committed or that have been perpetrated against them. Did Jerry Lee Lewis murder his fifth wife? What really happened to Sam Cooke in that seedy motel at 3 a.m.? And how did the Rolling Stones wind up sleeping with the First Lady? Wait, what? New episodes of Disgraceland drop every Tuesday with bonus episodes released on Mondays and Thursdays. So get in, buckle up, and join me in Disgraceland. Available right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Rock and roll. Tired of you leaving me. You couldn't have left chasing me around. Love like a ghost. Watch your disease. It's, uh... We love that line, don't we? We, I mean, on on the back of all that real, really deep cutting stuff, you get hopping and bopping. I was waiting for you to go second on that line, Lol. Flipping and flopping and hip. There we go. There we go. Hi, this is Lol Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. And this is Budgie. Co-founder of The Creatures, drummer with The Slits, and Susie and the Banshees. Welcome to Curious Creatures. Life after punk. You may think you know the territory, but we drew the map. Welcome to another Curious Creatures special, which is going to feature myself, Budgie, and my co-partner in crime, Lol Tolhurst. Um, let's see, we're discussing this evening a track from our current album, Los Angeles, our first album, Los Angeles, and a track from it, which has a vocal by none other than Bobby Gillespie, He's a guest in spirit only, and um, who started his uh, his his little his musical career in a little a little a little Scottish outfit called Jesus and Mary Jane. The Jesus and Mary Jane, right? And then then I think he went on to something else, right? Is there something else now? Another little band, yes. Primal Scream, Primal Scream, right? Yes, the Primal Scream, the Primal Scream. Uh, We're going to dip into some anecdotes and dip into some little 
maybe some secrets about the the essence of Ghosted at Home, featuring the voice of Bobby Gillespie. And here is our dissertation. It's a track that we've recently done a, a, a video uh, rendition of, which I'm sure some of you may have ca- caught. Um, lol. Yeah. Should we just go straight into it? You know, this is really going to be a breakdown of, uh, you know, how the song and, and it came about to its present uh, format. Yeah. I, I suppose we should start at the beginning because that beginning, very good place to start. It's always a great intro. It was, yeah. Um, you know, the beginning of it starts with uh, the strange drum sound out in the middle of somewhere. It was Yosemite. Yes, it was. It was it was a beautiful place to be. It's the magic. Uh, it was basically the spirit and magic of it. That this is where it all came from. It wasn't the start of you know the process, but it was the first recording we did. It was an ambient recording over a stream. Yeah. With um, a, a Native American drum presented to us by a lady of similar origin yeah yeah you know what today is as well it's very important to this because today is indigenous people's day in america so it's a celebration of all of that it, it, no it's a, it was a very simple process of just finding the spot and saying this is it let's record this and we just kind of you can hear the sound of kind of footsteps on gravel which kind of gravel path we were on and you hear that kind of shuffling gravel sound and you hear the drum go boom boom it's, it's, it's very we had no idea what it was going to lead to but then led to this kind of composite drum percussion loop <laughs> As Jack Knife has explained in several interviews now, it's his need for to have sound coming out of, not coming out of quiet. It's a, he likens it to a painter in front of a blank canvas or a writer in front of the blank page. And it's almost like scribble something down, put something in there to make it a bit messy and noisy. Uh, so you don't feel like you're stepping onto it, like you're making the first footprint on an alien planet, you know. What do you think of that? Right, yeah, no, I think it's very good. Anyway, we had this track, right? Yeah. And and, and, and everything's kind of rushing along. There's, there's not a lot of definite structure to it. And it was just happened to be one of three tracks. When we when we hit lockdown, and um, I had to go back to Berlin and... and there was like discussions as to how we should proceed and Bobby's name came up, Bobby. So we sent, I think we sent Jack and I sent Bobby three potential, you know, three ideas all with strange working titles. Do you remember what the title of this was? Was it Lima Topanga? I don't remember what the title of this was for. Maybe this was like, is that you lol? It's a great impersonation of a small dog. So that's the track we sent to Bobby, and what we got back was Bobby suddenly, uh, you know, turning out like not one song but three, ghosted at home, or ghosted as we're already familiarizing ourselves with it. it it's a it's a it's a funny one to talk about. For me, it, it kind of almost um, it landed, and and I was just blown blown by it because of course it's it's kind of I don't know if it was the first one that was really developed. 
but it was the one, it was certainly Bobby's contribution that changed it from being um, an instrumental project to an instrumental album with maybe a couple of songs uh, with lyrics. Right. We, you know, we, we ended up with more than that, but it could easily have just been Bobby at one point. Just, uh, it could have been a handful of, of stuff and that. So it kind of expanded. So then I remember distinctly Bobby said to us, and I won't attempt to do a Scottish accent. So Bobby said to us... That'd be dangerous. That would be, it would da- be yeah. dangerous. And I, but have you... Have you got any lyrics for me for this? And we said, well, we would like you to utilize your own ideas and lyrics on it. Here's kind of where it was done, how we did it. Uh, you know, think of of something and, and surprise us, you know, which he did. Yeah. And uh, the, the lyrics very... Uh, intense i think about well it seems about a relationship and uh you you had some thoughts on that well i know that you you know when we i got back here and you you were saying the album sounds great it was always that you know and and you were listening to it a lot i i, I wasn't not because i didn't want to it was just i didn't i didn't have this the space available um life was full on in you know with lockdown and everything else um i dip into it every now and then as we had like some kind of uh, new new words or new lyrics appeared or some additional thing came in um but usually i i don't get so deeply into lyrics you do right you're you're, you're yeah I, I like lyrics i like i i, I like words really is what i like so you know i i, I use lyrics as cues I, you know, I, I'm not too bothered, like, what key, you know, what's the chord progression. I kind of get that. I just memorize all this stuff. And lyrics usually give me pointers as to how I'm going to play. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's exactly the same. I've, for me, with The Cure, I always played drums to Robert's voice. I didn't play it to anything else. Yeah. So if there was a kind of you know, punctuation, a double kind of bump word or something, or a this would give me an idea of, uh, how to phrase around it interestingly with this track it's we, we you know quite a lot of stuff was done before the vocals arrived so it's it's very much that the track was cut to um bobby's lyrics and the way he i, I love the way he just he, he phrases things i love the time after time after the way he leans on everything and because bobby's a began as a drummer right with uh yeah yeah, he was very, totally. That's where he started. He was drummer in uh, Jesus and Mary Chain. Yeah, we have a lot of drummers. No, it's all drummers, and and like I'm, I often like to say, it's like all drummers are friends, and everyone's a drummer, and everyone's a drummer, right? Yeah, there you go. That includes everybody then, and all music is drums. All music is drums. Our love is dead, our race is run, looks like you've won. Can't kind of play with fate, love turned to hate, one of us changed, one stayed the same. It was only when I started to like, you know, have the time and, and the space to to, to really hear, hear the words. We were doing the video and we, we, we Bobby couldn't be in the video. Um, and so we decided we'd just maybe film ourselves playing and... We were in separate parts. I was still here in Berlin, um, and uh, I was. I thought, well, okay, I'll, somebody, we need, might need some lip sync, so I'll be brave and 
point the point the iPhone at myself, and that's uh, so I had to kind of get the words down, and that's when it hit me. You know, that's when it hit me like <laughs> I don't know if Bobby's singing about personal experience, but he was singing my personal experience. One of us changed, one stayed the same. It's 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 kind of it's not like a truth. It's just my feeling of you know my story uh, of recent times anyway. Um, there's ghosted at home. I I I wouldn't have even thought of the phrase, um, but how how true it rings in many ways, because in many ways the the breakup of uh, my long-standing relationship, you know, which a, a lot of people listening would would know about or not they wouldn't know about the breakup they'd know about a long 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 standing relationship was embodied it certainly was embodied in 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 the lyric that bobby's uh, bobby's presented us with and it and it really you know when it's, it's a bit like um when somebody's telling you a story and you realize it and it's something that's personal to them and you 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 recognize it you you have an empathy with the story and that's and it moves you so deeply that you you kind of stop and think oh, can, this can't be they must you know this they can't have had a similar experience that's not possible well i think in, in a way it's like he's speaking for every man in a way or every woman you know that- i love the way he it's not just one way either the eternal pain, heart full of shame, stuck with disease down on my knees. And it's, then it gets into ambigu- ambiguity. You know, she's my addiction, my crucifixion. Is that the person who's changed or stayed the same, rather? Oh, yeah. Head full of noise, a spill of blood. Wedding betrayal hangs like a curse. Wow, that's a killer line. I described myself when I was living in France. I, deci- I, I described one night i recall just being so demoralized not by another person but my own feeling of inadequacy and 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 how i felt unable to connect in any way to the the place i was in and the relationship i was in and it and again it's not it's, this is not casting out blame to any to the other person but it was just that, you know, my nervous system collapsing like buildings. I describe myself as like a, um, it, it, where I come from, St. Helens, they have uh, coal pits, you know, like where they digging deep for coal. And um, it was just that. Um, I, I described my feeling was like, uh, I was like a, a coal seam, you know, a shaft dug for collecting coal. And it's held up, the ceiling is held up by wooden props. These are the old pictures I remember seeing as a kid. And it was like as if somebody had gone down there and they would like take a, a huge mallet to each of the wooden props in sequence. And the, the whole thing was collapsing. And it kind of harks back to like a you know, childhood dream of like stuff collapsing all the time. But that's what it felt like. It felt like an internal collapse. And... Um, like that's what he says he says my my nervous system you know collapsing like buildings and it's this uh, total disintegration of self really you know and it, it and sparked by it, it, probably you know so it sounds like 
something that was really wonderful, but how it can change, uh, and 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 the change is never going. You know, doesn't necessarily follow any kind of plan, um, but how it changes you physically and emotionally, um, and it's not just a matter of like, oh, pull yourself up, you know, pull yourself out of it. I like, give me your body. I gave her my heart. Love was diseased right from the start. Something was missing. Lust makes you blind. Sins of the flesh come back to haunt you. I think I've used that line, sins of the flesh. In one of the, one of the few lyrics I've written. The flesh was blackened to the deepest nerve. That's what I wrote. Where's that in? Which song's that from then? God, it's in... Um, Stirring Back Return, a, a sort of double title song I presented to the band around the time of um, Superstition. And it came out as it came out on, on the B side of one of those, uh, maybe Kiss Them or something. And Stirring Back was about seeing my face in, in, in the window of a train, you know, and I thought, oh God, that's my mum, you know. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Uh, and and then it kind of musically segued into what became Stirring Back, uh, sorry, but became Return, which I wrote in a kind of dismal place when I'd run away from London, always like running away. I thought that was the answer, running away. It always is the answer, mostly at the beginning, and then, then it becomes really not the answer, you know. As people know. But that lust makes you blind and sins of the flesh, you know, coming back to haunt you. It was like that was my that was my kind of uh, familiar territory, you know. I just, you know, when I'd got to the the point where I just didn't care who, you know, what who I was maybe hurting or what what it was I was, uh, uh, you know, what what state I was getting into, and it was that it was always like some kind of lust lusting for something. You know, Iggy puts it well, like lusting for life. But, you know, lusting for life doesn't mean you're kind of skipping around being happy all the time. It's lusting for, like, every aspect of life and every 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 dark nook and cranny of it. Right. It was lusting for, like, the dark side, maybe, you know. And and it's really kind of out of character. Well, it is for, for you because you seem a very... Uh... Yeah, easygoing. Happy go lucky. Happy go lucky, kind of uh, person. Ooh, that's that's a, that's in another lyric, not mine. Happy go lucky. Happy go lucky chap, always dressed in black. That's me, actually. Happy go lucky chap, always dressed in black. Well, I'll carry on with the, the lyric, you know, because this this is the, the part where Bobby's like, you know, almost free forming. Just tell us your story. I knew you were trouble. That's why I claimed you. I love that line. That's why I claimed you. Now only stare at you. It's like putting somebody on the pedestal, you know. Hate or despise me, you've always denied me. They are, they are real cutting lines. Uh, sick of your infamy, tired of you leaving me. You couldn't have left, chasing me around. Love like a ghost, watch your disease. It's, uh, we love that line, don't we? we I mean, on, on the back of all that real, really deep cutting stuff, you get hopping and bopping. 
I was waiting for you to go second on that line, Lol. Flipping and flopping and hipping. There we go. There we go. But then he goes on, brought like a bone, ghosted at home, living the cracks, holding my life. Ah, and then we get that kind of curious, lost in an energy zone, consciousness, conscious of stone. I could never say that when I was trying to slip. And I realized that Mr. Jackknife Lee has like slipped in this answer and call thing there, which is really interesting. So you, you got like an echo. Well, of, yeah. You know, almost a, a pre-echo of what Bobby's about to say. He's very good at that. Broke like a bone, ghosted at home, stuck like a knife, live till no life. It's 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 a very powerful lyric, lyric that uh, it touches me deeply, um, and it's not like as if it's a an absolute. It's not it's not one episode or anything like that. It's not even maybe. One. No, it's not full of absolutes. It's it's like it's painting a more of a, a impressionistic picture of something, which is how you get to know the real thing. You know, a lot of the time. You know. Yeah, and somebody saying it for you gives you a, a kind of another, a sort of a, a one step removed, um, almost safe space to go. God, that's how I feel. So, so in in conclusion, it's an excellent lyric. One. Excellent lyric, and Bobby's an excellent lyricist, I think. And then you get the the, the, the brilliance of Jackknife Lee in his best Brian Eno mode, where he starts coming in with a hooting backing vocals, which are kind of mirroring the ghost at the home. Yes. Ghost at home. Ho, ho, and that's all. That's all. Jackknife's invention. Very groovy. Very groovy. Have you ever had a producer who's done, you know, stepped in like with vocal parts? Um, no, I don't think. I don't think so. I don't I think Jackknife's the first one that's actually done that. I don't remember Hedges ever doing any vocal. No, Hedges. He'd never. He'd never sing. No, no. He might hoot him. Oh, we got him. I got him shouting on Feast. We got him shouting in the background somewhere. I could hear him laughing like Mad Donald, Mad Gerald. Yeah. And I, and I don't recall uh, Dirk either doing that. Or, or Phil. Phil could have done some stuff, but he didn't, I don't think, with us. Um, just let me think now. The producer of uh, Superstition is Stephen Haig. Stephen Haig, who did like a lot of stuff with, with, uh, with New Order as well. Uh, the, the, the completest fans around on Superstition kiss them for me um, on the end on the outro chorus we've got these uh, kiss them for me I may be delayed and you got this beautiful rising back I may be late I may be late late and that's Stephen Haig because it, it arrived one, one morning and went in and thought wow. I don't remember her doing that and he wouldn't. He wouldn't allow you to hear him doing it. And I, I, I get the same feeling that that's what Jackknife does. He locks himself in the studio. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So was that an actual lyric that was written into it, and he decided to, he'd sing it, or was it a lyric he added? To no, it? he he said, "Kiss them for me, I may be delayed." Was the lyric, and he he sang, "I may be late." I think it was. He could say, "I may be delayed." It may be that, just mirroring the actual line. But it was kind of multi-tracked, and he would probably slow the tape down or the digital thing, and then so he'd get like 
much pitch much higher than any register we were going to achieve. That's so funny. I had a dream last night that I was I was recording tracks and I decided to sing on them. And but I'd pitched my voice down really low, so it was I sound like um, Lee Marvin, you know, and like uh, I was born under a wandering star. Were we going to try that on one of these tracks on the album? I think we did. We did a bit of Ian Jury, didn't we? Like, wasn't sex and drugs and rock and roll? It was something like sweats and boots and cigarettes, sweats and drinks and Curious Creatures is created and presented by Lol Tolhurst and Budgie. Producer Joe Wong. Producer and audio designer Dan Didier. Executive producer Mark Cates. Associate producer Sophie Wilde. Digital marketing Margie Taylor. Art and logo design Justin Thomas K. Music production Jack Knife Lee. Curious Creatures is on the web and you can access us at www.curiouscreaturespodcast.com And you can reach us on Instagram and Facebook at Curious Creatures Official, Twitter at Cure Creatures. To find more of the best music podcasts, visit doubleelvis.com or follow at doubleelvis on Instagram or at doubleelvis on Twitter. Curious Creatures is a production of LXB LLC 2023.